Welcome to the Sherry Group Podcast. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. And a special thank you to our supporter, CampBrain, an innovator in camp registration software. Thank you, CampBrain. Yes, welcome to the Sherry Group Podcast. My name is Drew Demery, joined here with David Sherry. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Drew. I got the sun is shining in my window out here and uh, feels like spring. Hasn't hasn't really felt that way much lately, but today it's sunny and beautiful and excited to get outside. Yeah, it's a gorgeous day. Finally, uh, it's been wet and cold in Iowa, and now it feels like uh, spring has arrived. Yeah, I've always been curious too, like those families who haven't registered for camp yet, when they get a day like this, when all of a sudden it's sunny and it's warm and nice out, supposed to be in the 80s here over the next few days, does that trigger people to get registered for camp who haven't already registered for camp? Certainly it does. Yeah, I think it does too. I think it it gets them all of a sudden starting to think about about summer. So hopefully for all of our camp pros and all of our friends who are listening, that uh, nice sunny days means your registrations continue to climb. Yeah. And that staff realized that summer is approaching and it might be nice to work at summer camp again, or for the first time ever. Um, I hope that it has that effect on 17, 18 and 19 year olds. Yeah, me too. It's having that effect on me. A day like today, I keep just keep thinking about how much I'd like to get outside. I'm ready. I'm definitely ready. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful one. Um, well, today we're talking a little bit about how we can get best prepared for the summer. This is going to be a very useful episode, I think, for our camping professionals out there because we're going to talk th- all things staff training and um, staff onboarding and site development, program development and how to take care of ourselves over the next month as we try to get ready for what will be a very busy summer. Um, So we are going to cover a lot of ground today, Dave. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we can't, uh, we can't say everything and share everything in one episode, but we're going to throw just a lot of our ideas and thoughts out there and hope that, um, hope that they help somebody out. Somebody can pick up, pick up on something and, and put it to use. Sure. So let's start with the staff side of things. We're hiring staff right now. What are some of the things that we need to get in place for staff to arrive? Well, first I can think of um, making sure that you have a place for them to sleep, right? Getting some living quarters sorted out for them. Um, Paperwork, making sure that they have their I-9 documentation ready to go, right? They need a passport or they'll need a social security card and a driver's license. and you have to see those things in person to make copies. Um, so making sure all the paperwork um, for staff hiring is in place, make sure they've got a place to live. We've got international staff. You're going to need to book those flights soon if you have not already. And along with those flights is somebody there to pick them up right at the airport, which is actually a really fun job for the summer staff. I remember going to pick up my friends when they would arrive from England or Ireland and give them a big bear hug because I haven't seen them in nine months making sure you know when their flights are coming in and you got transportation. What else can you think of, Dave, when it comes to bringing on staff? Well, the, the first thing I'd say is I, I kind of like to think of this time of year as, as the whiteboard season, right? So if you haven't already, roll that whiteboard into the office and take a third of it and draw a line and section that off as 
your staff section and just start making a list of what are what are all the things. And I'm sure you're going to think of lots and lots of, of just processes and projects you have to do to make sure you're ready for the staff. But, you know, paperwork, the living arrangements, those sorts of things like you're talking about, anything like that that we can get ready before staff training is just going to make staff training easier for us. So it can really be challenging sometimes, especially the forms that we have to see in person. It can be challenging to get staff. They're doing finals. When they're done with finals, they've got a few weeks before camp starts, but a lot of them are going home and seeing friends or taking a quick trip. So getting them to follow through with that paperwork can be challenging, but anything we can get online so that we can get as much of that filled out as possible. But even if we can't get it done online, having it all ready at the camp, having copies made of anything that they have to sign or, or you know, have hard copies of, let's get copies made. Let's get everything printed. Let's get it all organized and have it be ready. Um, I also just think, you know, what, what can we be doing now to make introductions? So especially those new staff, so they're showing up already knowing somebody. Mm-hmm. So just a simple thing like, you know, do you have uh, two or three colleges that a lot of your staff come from? And if so, could you have a pizza one night, you know, next week, Thursday, uh, invite all the college staff from that area to meet you at the local pizza joint and have some pizza together and talk camp so they have an opportunity to get to know each other or set up a social media page whichever social media group you want to, you know, what you want to use, but, and try to encourage them to all get on there. And so they can start talking about camp and interacting and getting to know each other. Anything we can do to encourage them to talk and visit. Another idea is to go to your leadership staff or your longtime returning staff and actually go to them and say, Hey, would you be willing to contact four or five new people? Just shoot them a text try to set up a time to talk on the phone or zoom with them and just visit no real agenda other than answering their questions and talking about camp. So they know somebody in advance. It costs really nothing to do that. And it's a nice way that we can make some, uh, you know, make some connections so that they are not quite as uncomfortable or scared to show up to camp the first time. I think the other thing that I remember that, um, that our staff would do and it kind of happened organically but to organize it i think is a good thing and that is a staff packing list Mm -hmm. get some of those staff working with you to put together what is the ultimate staff packing list what do they really need and i don't you know i don't know about you drew but when i put together a packing list for the staff and when they put one together they don't look the same (laughs) right (laughs) It's been a while since I've been in a cabin. And so uh, getting the return staff involved and having them help you put together the ultimate staff packing list is something that we should be doing right now. Let's get that put together and put out to people so they can they can start collecting all the items that they need. Yeah, you know, I think that that's going to be kind of a common theme here as we talk through getting ready for the summer. And that is having many eyes on our projects because we see things from one perspective and we might see things differently. And so it's good to have your returning staff look over something like a, a staff uh, packing list. It might be good to have um, you know, another set of eyes look over your um, standards for ACA. You know, we'll talk about that in a bit, but um, you know, this is the season of teamwork. <laughs> so 
Um, I know everybody's got a lot going on, but um, if you can share some of that responsibility, I think that the quality comes out better. Um, you know, one thing that I recall international staff really needing once they arrived was a way to contact their family, make sure that you give them a phone or at least an email so that they can shoot mom or dad um, a message that they made it safely to America. Um, and then immediately show them where they live. Give them a tour of not only the camp, but show them the local community, where Walmart is, where, um, you know, the places that they might actually visit, you know, where you pick up the day campers, anything like that. Um, a few restaurants so that on the weekend they know what their options are, but give them a tour so that this place can start to feel a little bit more like home. They can feel a little bit more at ease. Yeah, that's a great idea. And even things like um, making sure you've got a computer available to them so they can Zoom and uh, or do a video chat with mom and dad when they get here and mm -hmm. make sure that when they get there, you've got time set aside. They've been traveling a long time. Mom and dad are anxious. They want to know that they've made it, made it safe and sound and are there for them. You know, I think, too, that... Um, when we start talking about the paperwork and whatnot, and, and you made me think of this when you talked about going to pick up staff from the airport is, you know, I, the camp I was at was part of a larger association and there were so many staff that were being onboarded at the beginning of summer that sometimes things, especially like getting people cleared to drive. So identifying who our drivers were and getting them cleared to drive would become a struggle for us because it just was a funnel, right? So if you know who your drivers are going to be, start working right now to get them cleared to drive and get the, that taken care of so that you can avoid the, the big rush here in a few weeks. Sure. Absolutely. Let's talk about what we do once staff do arrive. And we're talking about staff training. Let's uh, shift gears here. And now we are hoping to lead a top-notch, effective, and um, relatively quick staff training. Staff trainings happen anywhere from two days long to almost three weeks long, I've heard. Uh, here in the Midwest, it's, it's pretty common to have a 10 to 14 day staff training for your overnight camp staff and maybe maybe one week for your day camp staff. Um, but when we think about staff training, I like to think about staff training in the terms of connecting staff with the big picture of camp, the mission and values of camp, really hitting home why we're there and then giving them tools to meet that mission. Um, so making sure that they've got um, a rainy day bag with just you know, things that they can do, games and songs, other tools maybe that they can't um, really hold on to, but like conversation skills, how to be a good listener, really thinking about what are the things that go into actually meeting our mission at camp. I think when we start large, that helps our camp staff see that they are going to make a meaningful impact in kids' lives, but they don't quite know how to do that. So during staff training, I really want people to focus on how do we do the things that we do, not necessarily just what we do. Well, it's pretty apparent what we do. We change kids' lives, but how do we do it? Really focusing on um, the day-to-day -day tools that you'll need to, to really do those things. Yeah, I think, you know, when I think of staff training, I think it's, first of all, it's, um, it is most likely, I can't think of anything else that would 
overrule it, but it was probably the the most influential time in your summer, meaning that a good staff training will, will pay back dividends over and over and over again. The, yeah. the impact of your staff training and the quality of that staff training will make or break a make or break a summer. And I think of it really as development. And not only do we have uh, things that we have responsibility or accountability that we have to cover. And so there are things that through ACA accreditation, if you're accredited or through our state um, that we have to do, but there's also giving, building these tools that you're talking about. There's team building, there's just all this stuff. And I really think of it as development. So part of it is developing skills to help our staff be successful. It's also developing relationships. And that's a big part. We need to make sure that we're not all business, right? And mm-hmm. Most of our camps are not, but being very intentional about relationship building during staff training, more so than just playing games, we need to play some games and let them do that. But we also have to have some very intentional design in and around the idea of coming together as a team so that these people can develop those relationships and start to have trust in each other and start enjoying each other's company. But even more than enjoying each other's company, they have to be able to live together and work together. And they're going to be together for several weeks during long hours. That That's an important part of staff training. And then the other thing is developing confidence. You know, we want our staff to be coming out of staff training confident in their understanding of camp and their ability to deliver the camp experience. And we need confidence in them to do that as well. Yeah, I think about doing a lot of role playing during staff training so that we can practice good conversation skills and good um, disciplinary skills. Um, I think about also incorporating parents and camp families into staff training so that um, our staff aren't so intimidated once children and parents arrive. They they already have some skills and they know how to talk to parents. That's one thing that really freaks out a lot of 18 and 19 year olds is um, talking to an adult um, about the powerful impact that camp has and that camp is safe. And you really should have a whole session, how to talk to camp parents built into your staff training and then have some parents out there and let them talk to them. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I, I 100% agree. And, you know, not only to develop those skills, but a lot of them are just afraid to, to speak to people, period, outside of their peers, right? right. And so uh, giving them an opportunity to interact with you as the director and with each other, maybe bring in some board members from time to time and give them an opportunity to interact with board members. And uh, any additional people you can bring in, uh, not only are more opportunities for them to interact with people and practice that skill, but it also breaks up staff training a little bit. So it's not mm-hmm. the same group of people up front the entire time. I love the idea of bringing in parents. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, to get back to one of your ideas, you mentioned the word team building. And I think there are two types of team building that happen during staff training. There is manufactured team building. Like you go to the low ropes course and you do team building. That's very apparent what you're trying to do. I think that there's also organic team building that happens. Like um, we need to go air up the tires on the bus and who's going to do that. Okay. we got a small group of people now here, are the tools, here's the air pump, 
pump them up. And, you know, that's actually um, team building, but in a more organic sense, you know, doing work projects like that are great. Um, it builds camaraderie. You know, my first season, we dug a mud volleyball pit for two days. Uh, we used right. it twice during the summer, but we, we built it, we dug it. And there was a staff of about 25 of us. And you know what, by the end of that, we, you know, we just had so much respect for one another. Our communication was better, had a lot of fun. Um, and that was very organic team building, just doing work projects around camp, getting camp ready for the summer. Um, so that would be another tip. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I love work projects, not only the obvious, they help get camp ready and get things done, but the way that people can come together over work projects, um, especially, you know, we don't want to be pushing them so hard that it's miserable, mm -hmm. but, but when they work together, they're going to get to know each other and we can watch and, and learn a lot from our staff and about our staff during those work projects. How well do they work together? Who is the one that has to be in charge and won't anybody else be in charge and how can we help that person develop better leadership skills and who's the one that never takes charge and just kind of quietly follows along and um, how do they, what's their work ethic? And it's a great way for us to learn about our staff. You know, one of my favorite nights of staff training every year, we would clean our shop. I don't know about everybody else's shop, but our camp shop would get messy throughout the season. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a busy place, you know, and, by the time summer camp rolled around, it was messy. And so every year we would um, take the entire staff to the shop one night and we would crank up some music and turn on all the lights and just we would completely empty the shop every year. We'd completely empty it, sweep it out, decobweb it, and then we'd put it all back together, getting rid of any trash, reorganizing things. Not only did the shop look great, and so then we were prepared and ready to go forward in the summer, but having that many hands, nobody had to work very hard, but they were together and the music was on and there was some singing along that would happen and it was fun. It was just, it was, it was fun and people worked together and they got to see a beginning and an end. There was a reward at the end, you know? Yeah. Not only does it build camaraderie, but it also builds ownership of camp. You know, if you, if you've cleaned out the shop before you do not want that shop to get dirty, you know, in the future. And, and I think that that's, um, that's something that camps can incorporate into their staff training is a sense of ownership of camp. They've got these skills that they're going to use, you know, they, they know the philosophies and they know the protocol. Um, but does this place feel like theirs yet? And I think work projects make it feel like theirs. They take some pride in it. You know, they, they want it to be successful because it, they've got some skin in the game, literally. <laughs> literally. You know, another thing that um, to kind of stay on the staff training topic, one of the things that I like to see as part of staff training is uh, mental health and how do we take care of your mental health during staff training and making sure that we set as part of our staff training talking about that. How do you recognize where you are and, and how do you ask for help and letting them know that help is available and what are outlets and resources that are available to help them during the summer, but also to be paying attention to your, your cabin mate. 
or your other friends and being willing to talk to people and support each other through the summer. Um, and, and then the other comment that I would make is that um, I'm a big fan of addressing conflict resolution as part of staff training. There's going to be times during the summer you're going to get frustrated with each other. There's going to be conflict. There's just too many people working in in too small of a space under you know long hours. There's going to be some conflict. How do we address that? And including that conflict resolution, not only to help campers with conflict resolution, but staff as well, and helping them, giving them those tools so that they can work through things, I think is a is an important part of building that camp community. Yeah, and I think that that's a great way of approaching it, approaching most any topic is saying there's going to be conflict. Um, how do you think we should manage that? And then letting staff think about that and express their thoughts and opinions and how they've managed that in the past. It shouldn't just be lecture-based, a director standing in front of everybody for seven days speaking from the policies and procedures handbook. It should be, okay, kids are going to come here and they're going to feel a sense of homesickness. What do you all know about homesickness? And there you go. You've got a conversation and then you can lead into, okay, that's what we know about homesickness. How do you all think that we might treat homesickness. If a, you know, a child comes and they present the, the classic signs of homesickness, what do you think we might do? And just let it sit there for a second and see what staff come up with. Um, let it be conversation-based. And then you as the professional can fill in the gaps of knowledge that they don't already have. But letting it be discussion-based, role-playing, that's the way camp should go, not lecture. I, I 100% agree. And obviously there are there are going to be some topics we have to lecture through, but they should really be minimal. You know, we really want to make sure that we're doing interactive stuff. Or, and, and when we do have to lecture, let's, let's break that up so that's not one after another. And let's make sure that we've got a variety of people leading those so we're not listening to the same person, same voice the whole, the whole time. I know you're a list maker, Dave. So, you know, you, we should be making a list of all of our ACA standards that we need to be hitting during staff training, right? I am a list maker. And so here's my, here's my staff training list tip. Right now, um, before staff training starts, you need to have somebody sit down with your ACA manual and literally start at page one and start flipping through and anywhere where we need to document training and any training that um, doesn't need to be documented, but any training that's in that manual, put it on a spreadsheet. Put it, put each one of them in their own column across the top of the spreadsheet. And then when you're done with that, go through and add in the rest of the important topics that you're going to cover that are not necessarily ACA related in any way, but things that you want to make sure that you cover all your different sections. Put all those across the top of your spreadsheet and put your staff list on the, on the left side on the first column going down. And then, you know, we would do that. And then we would keep that just a simple spreadsheet, printed off spreadsheet. And we would keep that at wherever we are doing training. What if we were in a classroom or if we were outside or wherever we were doing training at, that would be on a clipboard and would be traveling with us. And we take uh, one staff person, a leadership staff who was responsible for taking attendance at the beginning of every training. We just go check those off. And we did that for a couple of reasons. One was so that we could track, all right, we had these five people 
missed this training session because they were serving a group or they were getting lunch ready or they were, you know, in town doing whatever for us. So we need to make sure that we come back and, and get them brought up to speed. So it's, it's a way that we can track where we are with everybody in training. It also, though, was an incredibly useful tool for us when it came to our accreditation visit. And so we use that over and over and over again to be able to document that people attended trainings. It's a great documentation tool for ACA. It's also just a great way for you to provide um, some liability coverage for any training that you do. So if something goes awry during the summer, you can show that everyone has attended the training. Simple spreadsheet, simple thing to do. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of folks already are, but it was a tool that was really important to us. Perfect. You know what? We are probably at about time there. So let's, let's cut this episode here and then we will make a second episode all about site and program development and personal care this month. Um, that way folks um, can take a little break from this episode, go get a drink of water or do what they need to do, make that spreadsheet, and then they can listen to our second episode here all about getting ready for the summer. Sound good? That sounds great. All righty. Well, this has been the Sherry Group Podcast. I am Drew Demery, joined by David Sherry, and we will see you next episode. This has been the Sherry Group Podcast. Thank you for listening and have a great day.